Hey guys, Kill here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your new year. If you guys are new to the show, because I know we're getting new followers each and every week. I am a Forex trader, former struggling, currently consistently profitable. I am also a trading coach at tier1trading.com, which is an educational platform for aspiring traders. Uh, this podcast comes out three times a week. It's available on all of your favorite music streaming and podcasting apps. Just make sure you give it a like um, and make sure you leave it a review if you have some time. That's the best way you can support the show. In today's episode, I wanted to go over a question that I got from one of the clients that I work with. And a lot of the times I, I keep some of these um, questions kind of in-house, um, but I thought this would be a good one for our, a podcast episode because it's something that many new traders are going through. And I suppose, I, I haven't at the time I'm recording this, I haven't put it out yet, but I'm planning on putting out um, another series called The Strategy Development Diaries Part 2. I don't know if it's going to be written only on Medium, so just articles, or if I'm going to do a YouTube version of it. Haven't decided that yet, but I can almost guarantee this is going to be a question that I'm going to get off of the first episode. Um, but here's the question. It says, Akil, I've recently finished my trading plan and wanted your opinion. My trading plan was made specifically with swing trading in mind. I wanted to make a plan that would implement uh, the majority of the strategies that you guys taught us. Now, before we, I'm going to start over real quick. Here's what I want you to do, right? Let's make this kind of interactive, right? If you're listening, if you're, uh, you know, hopefully, if you're not on the road, if you're on the road, don't do this. If you're listening, see if you can pick out the red flags that I'm going to pick out in this comment. For you guys that work with me closely, you probably know exactly what I'm going to pick out. For you guys that are new, see if you can pick out what do you think sounds like potentially an issue um, and then see how well it lines up with my opinion when we come back. Um, and if you're on YouTube, you can kind of write this below as well um, also. But Akil, I've recently finished my first trading plan and wanted your opinion. My trading plan was made specifically with swing trading in mind. I wanted to make a plan that would implement the majority of the strategies that you guys taught us. I took more of a hybrid uh, hybrid, <laughs> hybrid approach when creating this, not just looking for trend continuation trades or counter trend strategies, but a mix of them all. During the 70% of the time that the market is in consolidation, I wanted to catch some of this relief. So I implemented the daily chore strategy. This is one of the strategies that Jason Greystone teaches if you guys uh, attend it. What was it now? Um, the Bridging the Gap webinar that we did back in late November. Um, he taught you guys that free strategy there. Um, Want to implement the daily chore strategy. Um, actually, I think that was in the trade to measure. Gosh, I can't remember. We teach a free free strategy, I feel like, every, every event. It might have been before that. But anyway, it's one of those workshops you guys can check out. Um, I want to catch some of this release, so I implemented the daily chore strategy where I can catch um, trend continuation or I can catch the pullback to a new structure high. After that trade, I would then repeat the same process for the next pullback and take a trend following trade again, but only for that pullback. I am looking to catch those first two initial extensions in the trend. Every trade afterward in that trend will be just a trend continuation trade with targets being at a new structure high until I see deceleration in the trend. At that point, I will look for the market to return to consolidation and I can trade the daily chore strategy or a new trend begins and I can do the previous process over again. Although whenever an advanced pattern, Cypher, Gartley, Bat or Butterfly or 
FTB strategy or 2618 strategy which showed themselves in the market, I would stop looking for those three strategies, the previous three strategies that I mentioned above and trade these advanced patterns. This is a simplified version of my trading plan and I go more into depth um, on CTS, routine, entry, stops, and targets in my plan, but I wanted your opinion on whether or not this plan is too crowded and it might be overwhelming myself, or and I might be overwhelming myself. I plan to trade 12 pairs with this strategy. I wanted your opinion before I really start going hard on backtesting so I don't end up just wasting my time on a bad plan, laugh out loud. Sorry if this sounds a little confusing to you over email. Trust me, it doesn't. You guys should see some of the some of the wild emails I get that have my brain running away from my body. But what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Were there any red flags that stood out to you? Here is my opinion. And I, I hope it doesn't sound too harsh. I don't think it did, but it was it was, it was just coach talk. Um, but it said, I started off by saying hi. I don't think it's a good idea at all. I don't think it's a good idea at all. And there were two reasons that I thought that. And, and the first reason was this. I said, one, trading too many strategies at once is, is typically a pretty difficult task to do. And, and I would say it's a pretty difficult task for any trader, but especially a newer trader, right? It's, it's hard enough, guys, to focus. It's it, look. It's hard enough to be consistently profitable with one strategy, right? So many traders fail. There's a 90 plus failure rate in trading and most of that failure rate is due to psychological issues. It's not necessarily having a bad strategy. I'm sure a lot of it is. A lot of traders are just trading bad strategies that they haven't tested and they don't actually know that it, it makes profit, right? And, and this trader works with us, so he's going to do back testing the right way because we teach it the right way. Um, so I don't I don't doubt that he's going to go through the process the right way and, and find something that has a positive expectancy. But in many cases, traders don't. Um, but many traders also do. They, they, they do everything the right way and they still fail. And that's due to psychological issues, right? The the inability to consistently follow the plan, right? The, the early target taking, the moving stops back. The stopping yourself out early, the the being afraid to enter a trade or entering a trade too late, right? All of that fun stuff typically sabotages a trader. And because of that, they, they don't actually execute the plan that they set up to make themselves profit with, right? And that's just on one strategy. So imagine doing this on the, on the trader. I think you mentioned three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 10 different strategies, right? Do you think the, the chances increase or, or decrease of you making a mistake? Right? The chances increase. I remember when I was first, when I first started off trading, um, not, not first starting off, but first started off um, getting mentored and, and coached and, and training the right way. Um, I had a, a buddy of mine named Roy. We're kind of, you know, two struggling traders in the, in the same uh, same situation. So we became very good friends um, due to our woes. And both of us, we would trade like 20 pairs. 
and we would just get overwhelmed by 20 pairs. And, and, and we were only trading maybe one, one or two things, a few advanced patterns, but we were so overwhelmed um, because it was so much to look at that we typically made mistakes. You know, our analysis slacked on one pair. We forgot to look at this. Or this happened while we we're looking at that. And just trading a single strategy or a few different advanced pattern formations on a massive amount of pairs caused us to make some mistakes. So imagine doing that with what did I say, 12 different strategies or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 different strategies on 12 different pairs, those chances increase. Um, trading is difficult, right? It, it, it needs your, your full focus to be successful. So I think trading too much at once is, is very difficult. Here's what I always recommend, right? I always recommend, and my mentor told me this, he said, start with one strategy on one time frame on one pair. Now, I don't necessarily group the one time frame thing anymore. It depends on you know what your strategy is some strategies involve multiple time frame analysis but the point is take a single strategy on a single pair and if you can't do that you can't do anything else so ideally you want to take one strategy you want to back test it create your portfolio of pairs but just focus on that one thing and my philosophy is always this right while that one thing is making you money if you're doing everything the right way and while that single thing is producing you profits right trading isn't as um isn't that isn't as exciting as most people make it seem especially if you're a swing trader right you're not diving in and out of the markets every second it's, it's typically you're doing analysis you're waiting a week <laughs> you're, you're taking the trade and you're waiting another week right so there's a lot of downtime during that downtime that's when you can spend testing out the the, the next strategy you want to add so you know i started off um you know again after kind of my reset in trading i started off with trading a single advanced pattern formation and once that was consistently making me profits i started back testing the next one i started back testing the next one i started back testing cts right so i slowly started adding them one at a time but only after what i was previously doing um was not only making profit but i was comfortable enough um doing it that i felt that i would be able to handle more um so that's that's one thing the second thing is, and this would be the, the, the bigger red flag, is that chasing markets is a bad idea. And a lot of you guys probably have, probably saw this or, or had this written down. Um, but the trader said, okay, when the market's doing this, I'm going to do that. And when it stops doing this, then I'm going to do that. And then once it does that, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. And if I do these three things, I'm going to stop doing these other things, right? And chasing the market is, the bad, is, is a bad idea. Um, again, I'm, I'm recording this podcast before I actually record the Strategy Development Diaries 2.0, but I'm assuming I'm going to put them either on YouTube or on, on Medium, which is a, the, um, a site I use to post articles and whatnot. Um, give me a follow over there if you don't already. But in that post, right, at least the first one, it, it talks about a baseline test I did on a new strategy. I've been spending the whole winter on strategy development, wrecking my mind and burning my eyes out. And I finally got something that passed the initial baseline test. But the equity curve looks, it, it, it looks great but horrible at the same time. And, 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 I, and I said this, um, or I plan on saying this, that if you look at the end of the equity curve, it looks amazing because it's like a rocket that got sent straight up. It's that, it's that Tesla rocket that got sent straight up to the space, right? But, and, and the beginning looks like that as well. But in the middle, there is a massive drawdown, I, I believe, and, and I believe all of the profits at one point from the first, whatever, maybe two years, were given back over the next two years, right? And the reason that happens is because of changing market conditions. Typically, you know, traders are either two types. They're either trend traders or counter trend traders, right? And those two types of traders are gonna flourish or, or be destroyed, right? 
during different market cycles, right? When the market is trending, guess who? Guess how trend traders are going to perform? Excellent, great, amazing. During periods of consolidation, what's going to happen to those trend traders, right? We call it the chop. You're going to get beat to death, right? Whipsawed to death where you're, you're long and then the market goes short and then you flip and get short and then the market goes long and you get destroyed. And the purpose of testing over a, a vast period of, of time is to see how your system um, performs over multiple market conditions. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to perform well, right? Your, your trend trading strategy doesn't have to perform excellent during choppy markets, but it has to survive. So you have to have enough filters in there to either kind of, you know, keep you out of the majority of the bad trades. I don't think anything's going to keep you out of all of them, um, but you got to be able to survive it. And when people see this, right, when this harsh reality of trading hits people, they typically say, whoa, easy solution to kill. When the market was trending, right, this strategy killed it. So I'm going to be a trend trader during trending markets. Oh, and I'm just going to switch to my counter trend trading system when the market's choppy. Boom. Best of both worlds, right? Best of both worlds. Easier said than done. Here's the problem. Hindsight's great, right? In, in reality, we don't know that the market is trending until it is what? Until it has already been trending. We don't know that the market is in consolidation until what? The market is already in consolidation. So if we're waiting for the switch, there's the risk of being too late. There's the risk of us being in consolidation. So we shut off our trend continuation strategy. And then once the market is trending, we implement it, but we already missed the majority of the move because we had to wait for the market to show us that it was trending before we can implement our trend continuation strategy. So maybe we caught the last part of it, right? The last wave, the smallest wave before it went back into consolidation. And then of course we, we have to take a few hits into consolidation because we don't know that it's consolidating until it does and takes our money. Same thing with consolidation, right? We don't know that, you know, if we're late to consolidation, right, we're going to have times where by the time we get involved in our consolidation strategy, the market has broken out and it's trending already and we've taken a loss, right? So you want to be consistent in what you're doing, meaning that you want to have your plan, you want to have your rules, you want to consistently, you want to consistently trade it and you want to trust that you set it up in a way where, again, it's going to take advantage of the good periods in the market and it's going to keep you safe enough during the bad periods. So kind of, you know, shifting stuff around and only doing this when that, 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 it's just going to get you destroyed because you're always going to be one step late. So that was my advice to the trader. Again, I, you know, I, I didn't think it was a good idea. Um, I think if you're going to do something like this, here's what you need to do. Because I, I can trade trend continuation and counter trend, but you want to make sure it complements each other. So I would start with find your best strategy. If you want to test all these things, do it. Find your go-to, find your one, your, your core strategy that works the best. And by work the best, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the most profitable. It works the best with what you want to achieve. So a combination of profit and win percentage, drawdown, all that fun stuff. Find your best, right? Test them all. Find your best, find your second best, find your third best, rank them all. Start with your best, start trading it, build out your portfolio, make some money. While you're making money, see how can you add in your second one in a way that complements the first one, meaning uh, in a way that doesn't give you mixed signals. So you're not looking at a chart and saying, oh, this is a daily chore, but it's also a 2618. What do I do? Right. You got to find a way, either find a strategy that complements it or adjust the rules so that 
it compliments. And you guys, for you guys that see me trade, I do that all the time. Or I'm like, hey, Akil, uh, you know, why can't you take that trade? Yeah, because that that interferes or conflicts with this trade. And I have to leave it on the sideline or wait for another signal to happen. And it does take some sacrifice uh, doing that. But I don't want to give up my grade A way of trading based on kind of my secondary approach. So that's my advice to this trader. And again, I want to bring this to you guys because... Um, this is I, I, this is a common question. I haven't heard it in a while, but I know this is a common thing that newer traders are doing. Um, because when I was a newer trader and I started looking around the markets, I thought the same thing. Just have best of the both worlds. Um, but in reality, it doesn't work. But hopefully, this podcast episode give you uh, gave you some ideas on how you can make it work. It's going to take a while, but it'll certainly be worth it at the end if you do it the right way.